Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Back in the studio, we are kind of hopping around here uh, from guest to guest. Here for quandaries, back for polls. Okay. Didn't even know that's what we were talking about, did you? Nope. I got a whole bunch of polls here. I talked about some of these last week on the Annie Fry Show. Um, but I wanted to bring them to you because I think they're good snapshots for just issues that Americans are facing. And you do like your polls. I do love polls. I love them. Um, <clears throat> this one is about the ganj. Marijuana, Roy. Hmm. A new poll has found that exactly 50% of Americans have tried marijuana at some point in their life. Are you surprised at that number, either low or high? 50%. Um, it's kind of a an, e- an easy number. Eh, half. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is a real Gallup poll, and it's tracked, and that's just where it is now. They started this in 1969 asking this question. I would I would say because I lived a sheltered life and I'm not fun that that would seem high to me except since it's this whole let's make it legal stuff has really picked up a lot of steam that people have tried that's what it is. It's tried, not then actively using. It, I think it might be low. I do too. Yeah. I thought it was low for people who've tried marijuana. Yeah. Especially now. Um, but the, listen to the way that this number has risen. In 1969, when Gallup started asking this question, 4% said they had tried pot. Now, there might be a social stigma there yeah. where they're not answering that question. But in less than a decade, so this is throughout the 70s, 
the number rose by 20 percentage points to 24% by the end of the 70s. In 1985, 33% said they had tried it. 2015, we'd make a big jump there to 2015, the number finally breaks 40% for the first time. Hmm. Now, from 2015 to 2023, it is now at 50%. It's only going to rise, right? Yes. It's becoming more normal. It's becoming not just legal, but socially acceptable to talk about getting baked on the weekend right? in ways that I never would have experienced even when I was in college, which wasn't that long ago. Right. But people openly that I know, that I respect, are like, oh, yeah, we had some pot brownies. I'm like, you just this weekend, like just hanging out? And they're like, yeah. Like that is that is a new threshold. And what I think the only concern I have is that like legally – there's a strong case to be made that drug usage should be legal as long as it's not affecting anybody else. Like, there should be very hard parameters around it. But there are people that will argue, hey, if you want to go do psychedelic mushrooms in the comfort of your own home and you're not driving and you're not affecting anybody, if you're a hermit and you're not, you're like, like you're not beating your kids when you get crazy high or something, then that should be legal. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I understand the argument. Mm. Like, from a libertarian standpoint. Yeah, definitely from that perspective. <clears throat> but um, overall, and not to cut you off, but overall, do we really want to go down this road? I mean, is this what we're saying? Well, this is the next great movement in America is making people more uh, drug addicted. Or certainly, it will become drug addicted, but at least using drugs. We want to make people more aware that they can use drugs and it's okay. Well, the more we talk about it here, the the more I'm thinking that 50% is way off because I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, how many people have, you know, rolled a dube, you know, but I wasn't even thinking about the edibles. Oh, yeah. Which are probably through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's more common now because smoking is a thing. Yeah. But edible, eating a gummy. Yeah. That's real easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we're already gone too far gone on that. There's no going back, at least from the marijuana standpoint. Yeah, but it's I mean it's a gateway drug. <laughs> it, it it definitely is because the minute it became legal in Missouri, you start seeing billboards for other drugs that yeah. oh well you you may need this medicinally now. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's just step step step. It's just like the casinos. Like well we'll just allow them to be on river boats that float down the Mississippi River yeah. and have to take a tour. Well, we won't make them make a tour anymore. Well, you just have to be near water. Well, you know, you got to have – it has to rain on the building once in a while. Like, <laughs> that's that's the progression. That's what this is going to be. Yeah. I think by the time my kids are adults, you're going to see probably more hard drugs legal than ever before because there's already a push for that. Not necessarily right where we're standing, but in, in certain states yeah. – Parts well, the there's, there was. I read an article the other day about Oregon. They're actually starting. Yeah, people who were all for legalizing drugs are like, "Well, wait a minute, we tried it." Oh no, I did not see this. Yeah, I'll have to figure out where that was and let you know. But it, but there are there's there's kind of a movement among traditionally liberal or libertarian <laughs> people saying, "Well, maybe this make it all legal wasn't such a good idea." Well, because it just adds to people's problems who already are de- let's like doing drugs isn't dealing with your problem 
Right. It's masking the way you feel about it for a little while, and then that's what gets addictive about it. Mm-hmm. And it, it also opens the door up for more kids to be doing these things because it's more available. Right. And I, I think that we're going to be shocked to find, no, we won't. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be the same thing as anything. We'll yeah. all go, oh, yeah, that does suck. Yeah. And no, nothing will change. We'll just make it more legal because more people got more problems. We'll be old crotchety guys saying, well, I, we told you so. <clears throat> Man, I was an old crotchety guy when I was in my 20s. Yeah, me too. Okay, another poll. CBS News poll analysis looks at how Americans rate the economy through a partisan lens. I don't think there's going to be a huge surprise here <laughs> that when Joe Biden is in office for the last few years, Democrats at about 50% say, you know what, the economy's okay. Yeah. Republicans at about 15%. So, obviously, like we're living in different worlds yeah. that you try to spin your own actual experience based on what you want to be true. Yeah. During Trump. And this is this moves up and down a little bit like it drops off in 2020 because the economy tanks. But generally throughout Trump's term, you had Republicans at about 90 percent saying, yeah, the economy is pretty good. Democrats at about 60 percent. So they weren't they weren't completely saying that it was terrible, but they did not want to acknowledge that it was really good. Right. And then during Obama, there is also a split. So it's not as if this is just Democrats denying reality and Republicans. Like, throughout Obama's term, well, I mean, maybe depending on how you read the economy from 2008 to 2016, uh, you saw Republicans generally saying that the economy was getting better, but Democrats saying that it was getting better a lot faster. That's perception. That's somewhat understandable to me Mm -hmm. because it was getting better, but it was just slow. And you kind of did want to see that through your partisan lens a little bit. But here's what surprises me. During W. Bush, Republicans generally said at about 75% throughout most of his term that the economy was pretty good. Democrats at about 40%. This is general, but I, I, I just think there's a little bit of denying reality here going on in probably both directions. But the way that I look at this poll is that if in the last few years you think the economy's pretty good, you're stupid. Yeah. And you're and you're just a partisan. Like you're right. not you're not saying anything about reality. And then when it's really good, well, because it's Trump, I don't think it's good. That's that's ridiculous, right? Right. Anything to add to that? <clears throat> yeah, I think probably a lot of people, my myself included, if if somebody were to ask me about the economy. If I if I sat down and really you know okay let's what what are economic indicators? Most people don't do that. Yeah. They, it's it's a it's an all encompassing. How do I generally feel about what the way my life's going right now? Yeah. Even though the question is economy, I'm going to think about okay how much my economy. Yeah. How yeah. much is gas cost and and food and but generally what do I feel like? And then you've got the the influence of the media playing a role in that it's not just everybody's being objective you're going by what you hear yeah and you know if they're pounding into your head oh bush is terrible the economy's terrible that's going to influence some people but they weren't even able they tried to tell you that the economy they would look for anything they could find that was wrong during trump yeah and there was nothing right until they 
literally the Democrat politicians tanked the economy in 2020 on purpose by shutting it down. They said, here's the economy. It's good. We're going to make it bad. Yes. We're going to give a reason for that, and it's disease. Yeah. But that, that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> eh, anyway. Well, I think you, your, your numbers point out the uniqueness of the Trump presidency and, and what, how that can even supersede when reality is so powerful, even a media against it. Mm-hmm. Even the Democrats have to acknowledge. To an extent, yeah. but not fully. Here's what's sad. And we'll take a break right after this because I got a whole bunch more I want to come back with. But during George Bush the first, as in H.W. Bush, there was a partisan gap, but it wasn't as wide. So Republicans thought it was at, I don't know, about 50% to it dipped toward the end of his term, where uh, Democrats thought it was more about 25%, which is still a gap, but it's not quite as wide. During Clinton, everybody was almost exactly the same. There was almost no partisan gap during Clinton. So that just says to me that Republicans are at least a little bit more willing to acknowledge economic realities I think than true. spin. Yeah. Not entirely, but a little bit more. Yeah. Um, let's stop there because I got a bunch more of these that I want to talk about with you. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.